Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Hello, welcome to the RTGA podcast. Uh, Mikey Stafford and Rory O'Neill here with you, and we are joined by uh, UCD history professor and all round uh, expert on all things that happened yesterday and before that, Paul Rouse, who's also the uh, presenter of the Irish Examiner's football podcast. How are you doing, Paul? Very well, Mikey. How are you keeping? How are you, Rory? Very good, very good, Paul. Um, How's it going, guys? Good. I'm, I'm a bit sick and I was. Could have thought we'd skip this week's podcast, but look, we've had some pretty major news in the world of GAA. Um, Roscommon have a manager, that being the main one, obviously, Davy Burke appointed last night. So that's it. We now have a full house of football managers. No, we um, we have Paul on because we want to talk about the new GAA uh, uh, broadcast rights deal. And uh, we certainly felt we needed an outside voice to talk about that because myself and Rory and one of our pundits talking about it might be a, a little bit... A bit of a jaundiced view. A little bit inside baseball. Um, <laughs> but before we get to the heavy stuff, the um, the All-Stars were named last night, Rory, or sorry, yeah. named this morning. Um, as is as is tradition, the All-Ireland finalists dominate and everything that happened before the uh, that date are almost forgotten. We have a couple of dairy men in there and we have a dub... But other than that, um, is, yeah, so there, there's four teams, which is which is pretty insular, even by all star standards, isn't it? Yeah, I think we did, like, as I said, as a social experiment, really more than anything else. At the end of the league this year, I did the league, the highlights of the league, and um, we just said we'd have a rattle off picking a team of the league, and it was more for curiosity's sake than anything else. And there was 11 different counties represented by, by the time we put the team down. Now, that obviously included the likes of um. Sam, uh, the chap, just the Sam, the chap from Lowe's, his name escapes me now. Sam Mulroy, Sam Mulroy, apologies, but fair play, fair, fair, fair play, Paul. Um, but like, so there was a really good spread across the divisions and across the team itself in terms of representation. But it is the way of the all stars when you get to uh, the end of the season, there's huge waiting on semi finals and finals. And I suppose that's probably rightly so. That's where that's the acid test. I do think it's unfortunate though for a few counties. Shane McGuigan, maybe from the Derry, might feel a, a tad, uh, a hard. A little bit harshly done. Um, I'm a massive fan of Lee Keegan. I think he just plays well every year. Um, I probably would have tried to fit him in somewhere. And I think, as the lads mentioned, like there's no Armagh, no Armagh um, representation on the team. I think they've had a really good year. So there's possibly a few guys maybe feeling hard done by there too. But look, all in all, I think it's a reasonably fair team and it's a tough job no matter what way it pans out. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and Paul, it's, it's one of the great traditions in in gala games is to pick apart the all-star team and ask what bloody championship the guys on the panel were, were watching so there it's very the discussion is very rarely around who is on the team really isn't it the discussion as soon as the team is named it becomes who's not on the team so so i'd like to flip that a little bit i will say it's brilliant to see chrissy mckay get an all-star who's yeah. been an outstanding servant yeah. on and off the field to 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 Derry football and to his own club in football in Harlem. Uh, it's 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 excellent to see that. Yeah, I I agree with most of the selections on the team, but life would be fairly boring if we all agreed on everything. And there has to be room for for dissent. 
in in everything. Uh, so my dissent will be based around. I I agree on the point of Lee Keegan. I think he would just lose out in the year. He's I think he'd be my he'd be my my seventh defender along with Thomas Sullivan. I think Thomas Sullivan from Kerry, although he had a a very difficult All Ireland final, had and did have a little bit of a struggle for a while in the Munster Championship against Cork, in the round had an excellent year and was was particularly good um in in the quarterfinal this year i i think the big one there are two talking points for me i think ethan rafferty is very diff, very unlucky to lose out in the goals i think he he brought something totally different to the championship uh something very exciting to the championship I would, I'm not saying that Shane Ryan doesn't deserve it, and I can see how that decision is made. The big one for me is Reno O'Neill. Um, the idea that Reno O'Neill didn't fit into that forward line doesn't hold water for me. I I can see the arguments that pick the six forwards there, but if it was if it was my choice, um, I would have picked Reno O'Neill instead of Kieran Kilkenny. I I think Kieran Kilkenny is one of the great players of this millennium. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. He's a tremendous fella. He brings an awful lot to, to that Dublin team. His record stands um, outstandingly so for for the last decade and more. But I thought Reno O'Neill was better than him this year. Yeah. Um, That's it really, isn't it? It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I think the, the goalkeeper one is a very interesting one as well because it's a real, there's a generational thing there. There's a, there's a, a culture clash almost in kind of what a goalkeeper should be. And Shane Ryan is very it, 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 traditional, I suppose, with the, you know, with the added kind of modern necessity of an excellent uh, kick out. But obviously Rafferty was bringing, was, was kind of upsetting the whole apple cart this year. And that was, there'll be feelings in Armada that he wasn't, you know, he, he perhaps it was his forays up the field that cost him when, you know, he made more saves, his research was probably better, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, I think that's one, that, that's the really interesting one for me in kind of the terms of what is the future of the goalkeeper and, um, you know, how many teams will kind of look to mimic what Ethan Rafferty was. I suppose you probably need to win in All-Ireland with an Ethan Rafferty type goalkeeper before too many are mimicking him. Um, and four all stars for David Clifford. I mean, like I think is he twenty? Is he is he twenty three? He's twenty three. I think yeah. is he twenty three? Is he like yeah. is this his fourth? His fourth all star, and he'll obviously. I mean, look, he'll obviously pick up football of the year as well. I mean, just extraordinary, extraordinary talent, special, yeah. special player. Yeah, special, special player, and <clears throat> I think the only one. Who I think is really push pushes anyway close to Michonne O'Shea. So the idea, the, the basic fact is the two of them are in the same dressing room. I'm talking about in this year, obviously a fit mm-hmm. Connor Callahan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will enter the equation there as well very, 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 very quickly. And it was actually interesting. Connor Callahan got a, a nomination uh, for an all-star this year, but he played very little football. Yeah. And that was that was that was quite interesting. Anyway, um, uh, the 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 yeah David Clifford David Clifford's fairly good isn't he he's, yeah, he's, he's a pretty good player <laughs> there's, there's our headline David Clifford <laughs> pretty good at football good. Um, yeah. so the All Stars are on uh, RT two tomorrow night and the Harlem will be will be announced live um, there's gonna be lots of GA on RT the next few years see what I did there um, as the GA confirmed their new rights deal five year rights deal to run to 2027. Um, and whether it was rushed out or whether it just came the day after kind of the most significant news, Paul, I suppose, was, did come the day before. I think Colin Keyes had it out a, bit, a little bit before anybody else with the Irish Independent that um, 
Sky were were exiting the market after their eight or nine years, um, which I think came as a surprise to most of us. I've spoken to some people since and said, oh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. But I think um, uh, most people are quite surprised that they've, they've gone completely. Maybe there is an expectation they might like reduce their footprint, but for, for them to exit the market completely, I don't think was on anybody's uh, radar, was it? No, I didn't expect it. Um, anyway, I thought having made the decision to 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 go to Sky um, in the circumstances that had previously taken uh, the amount of money that was at issue, I was surprised when when that news came out. Against that, uh, their Sky's viewership figures were very low, and um, the the world has changed fundamentally changed in terms of how people are accessing sport, the changes in the market around the pandemic, the development of apps on, on phones and on tablets and onto smart smart televisions has redrawn what's possible. So I think it's it's the context of the decision is 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 what matters. And um it's 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 really exciting the idea that there is technological change which can be harnessed to promote and develop Gaelic games and uh, to 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 bring games that are played everywhere in the smallest field, in the smallest club in the country, if it's properly served by broadband um, and you have a camera and you can stream, there is the opening up of, of the broadcast of matches at every level. And that's what we learned in the pandemic. And, and from, I think this was a revolution in the first instance led by in that first summer of the pandemic when county boards began to show club matches when people couldn't access games or when when even if when they could go when when the limitations were put on crowd size and it was impossible to get tickets and then it followed through into the autumn and of that first year of the pandemic 2020 when games were played behind closed doors and every game was broadcast, whether on television or on on GA Go. I think, first of all, all the league matches and then all the championship matches, the fact that you could see them changed the world in terms of, of um, it pushed the boundaries, basically. Of it. I think the story of crisis is what crisis in the world does is it accelerates change that's already happening. And I think that's the story of GA Go. Yeah, crisis unity. As uh, Homer Simpson said, Rory, <laughs> uh, on the on the exit of of Sky, uh, I think it's pity to play to play devil's advocate here, um, because you know we do in RT in Montrose, all of us listen to a lot of um, you know Sky revolutionized GA, yeah, you know they they're doing that's a bit over, it was always a bit overstated. It was, but competition is a good thing at the same time, isn't Great. it? Great, we, like we embrace competition. I, I I thought Sky coming into the market, like from a professional point of view. Back in the day, I thought it was brilliant. I was like, bring it on. Fantastic. Like competition is exactly what we need. It should be something that we should embrace and like and take it on. I mean, Sky News came into the Irish market and RT News beat them out the gate, sent them packing. I felt we could do the same thing in sport. And I didn't really see a huge amount from them over the course of the nine years. That was in any way, you know, wow. I mean, I always give people a very simple test. In the nine years they were on the air, is there one standout moment in a studio context that sticks out in your mind straight away? No, <laughs> there isn't. 
in the whole time that they were on the air. So, I mean, like, but what they did was absolutely fine. It was really good, solid broadcasting like Sky always do. And um, I think from a professional point of view, I thought it was fantastic in a moral sense. I, I was I was always a bit queasy about it because it kind of had in my head, you know, the likes of the Cusacks and the Davins when they were signing these papers in Hayes' Hotel back in 1884, the day envisaged a day when you were going to be sitting down around the table with Rupert Murdoch and signing off the rights to watch to the family jewels. I, 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 that kind of moral sense as a GA person, I was a little bit less queasy with, but I think from a competitive point of view, from a professional sense and from RT sense, I thought it was manna from heaven. I thought it was a really, really That's... positive development. You know, okay. that's that's interesting, Paul, because R- Rory goes to the Rupert Murdoch element of Sky. Um, he's no longer involved with the, with B Sky B, as far as I understand. I get I get I, I lose track of the Murdoch Empire, but I think that's where it's at, at the moment. Um, most people, Paul, their concern was going behind the paywall. You know, the the, the Michael Dignan argument, etc. The old folks homes, the hospitals. Streaming is an even more kind of uh, stark kind of a paywall really isn't it because it's not even doesn't come out by direct debit once a month and you can always forget about it and say well i watch the soccer as well or i like the cricket this is you're paying five euros seven euros whatever it is to watch one game it's a very very transactional event it's very there's no getting around with it there's no disguising it this is pay for play exactly you know pay for what per watch Oh, okay, I'd like to take a step back to the last question, though. I, I, I think uh, so. I disagreed profoundly with the GA making uh, a decision to give its games to to Sky, but my criticism was not of Sky. My criticism was of the GA and the GA doing not something that Michael Cusick or Morris Davin said about the GA, because of course there was no television and no radio in eighteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. They they couldn't have a position on it, but but what was the place was that the people who ran the GA eh, 10 years ago did have a position on it and they said that they would never do this and then they advanced reasons for doing it which did not hold water as in they it, that it was for emigrants and that unfortunately it was already the case that all emigrant emigrants who were living in Britain could already see the game through Premier Sports at a much cheaper price than Sky offered number one number two I think the Sky coverage is very good I think um Damien Lawler, I know he's with RT now. I thought he was excellent. I thought Grania McElwain was excellent. I think the pundits were really good. Uh, I think Peter Canavan, um, um, uh, Jimmy McGuinness, and then in 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 the hurling, I liked um, Ollie Canning, and Nicky English is injur- enduringly good. But, but, I, I, I would say that. The idea that they changed or transformed broadcasting of Gaelic games just doesn't hold water, and I think it's actually it's an insult to 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 people in 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 TV three who had those rights of the games beforehand. They did a mm-hmm. thoroughly professional job on them uh, as well. It's an insult to TG Cahar, whose coverage of Gaelic games going back more than two decades has been outstanding, and it's an insult to the professionals and people in RTE who 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 do the game. And it doesn't hold water. It's very it's things that's not in any way to um to to criticize the people around sky just to say that the idea that they that they they transformed the broadcast scale games just it was good it was like 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 i like let me look i agree paul it was good solid broadcasting they didn't reinvent anything 
they didn't you know they didn't come like get a couple of you know gimmicky type things let's let's have anthony nash standing behind the goal how much value really okay fair enough grand but it was a few few things and you're saying yeah look yeah that that's definitely something that we could have but it was good solid broadcasting and nothing more in my view yeah and then on top of that on top of that so the next question then is you have to discuss the idea of where whether the streaming technology is actually going to be more difficult and more expensive for people to use than the sky sports access was and i come down and i say it's really simple this is depends on how it's used so if ga go is going to charge a tenner a match for everybody to watch any individual match then i'll, I'll then i disagree with it however if the ga if the ga ga go which is owned by rte and ga and the ga itself in a shared partnership develops a season ticket and it's linked in some way to membership of the GA, for example, and which are special deals done, then I can see the logic of it and I can see how it can work and the provision, the idea that there will be access through this site ultimately to up to 200 games a year. I think there's the potential there to, 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 to offer a really good service over time. I don't think it's fair to expect that this service immediately will be exactly what you will want it to be or that will be run in a particular way but i think if you're sensible and proportionate and over the the next four to five years it's developed in a way that's appropriate to both the promotion of the games and the provision of a service to ga members and people who like gaelic games then then i I'll fully support it yeah it's it's going to be uh it's tricky for the GA Rory uh, you know this is this is your area of expertise uh, mm. the broadcasting say outside of the 70 minutes before halftime and after that's what you specialize in and you know we've uh, some very highly qualified people in RTE who've been doing it for hundreds of years between them expensive. Um, it's expensive, expensive. Diego, expensive. Diego at present mm. don't do it um, no, well, do you think there'll be an expectation on them to do it well, they'll have to. I think they'll have to do something, but I don't know how um, expansive it will be or how um, detailed or how sort of, you know, all-encompassing it, 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 it will be or it can be. Uh, just a very quick uh, debrief on the background. I'm doing a course at the minute in sports, right, in, the, in the business of sport and sports rights management, right? It's a distance online course. Quite interesting. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> There's a, an entire module on it on OTT platforms, which we're do, I'm in the middle of doing right now. So it's kind of a, it's kind of unusual that this has all come out. So like this now, the, these these OTT platforms and direct to consumer provision of content by big massive conglomerates have been around for a while. So this isn't a new area that the GAA are getting into at all. And RT obviously by virtue of the fact that they're partnered up on this. And so you have, you know, like, I mean, going back as far as Netflix and right up to modern times with Dayzone and you, you have 11 and you have, um, you have all the different streaming services on our smart TVs, whether it's Netflix or Prime, all those types of things. Here's the key thing. Though. None of them, none make money. Not a single one. There is one company that is just about keeping its head above the parapet, which is Netflix. And the only reason they're looking to try and kind of push on a little bit out of this is because they're bringing in an advertiser 
compared to their subs subscription, whereby you're going to have to pay extra again to avoid the advertising sections that you're going to get from your own particular sub. So your sub, whether you're paying a tenner a month, is going to have to go up to 12 to 14 euros a month if you want it ad-free. Now, this is, these are multinational conglomerates. And they're, pro they're all starting to kind of amalgamate. They zone have just bought um, 11 and they're all starting to kind of feed into each other. And they're basically like viruses now all kind of meshing in because they realize this thing is so unwieldy and it's so difficult in a financial sense to make it wash its face that they're all now basically amalgamating into sort of kind of, and that's going to continue to morph over the next coming years. Enter the GAA in a really small market, right? In an era where illegal streaming and illegal devices and dodgy boxes and all of that now is happening all across the board, this will be difficult in a business sense. I presume there are people much more knowledgeable than I am that have crunched the numbers on this and you would hope for their sake that that's the case. Because you have to bear in mind here, what the GA have done here is they've gone from a situation whereby they were picking up a check from Sky for the rights and uploading all of the production issues. They're now in a situation where they're not getting any check because they're effectively signing a contract with themselves and they're on all of the production issues. So in a, in a, in a shrinking inter-county season, your main cash cow is already on the retreat. Financially, I would say there are big, big concerns. But I think, as Paul said, there's a couple of issues that you, you probably need to leave this teeth out for maybe the first year or two and hope that things settle down into a pattern. The problem will be that in this type of environment where your the, the budgets can run away with them, run away on you very, very quickly, and you can start hemorrhaging money extremely fast, that you know, there might be, have to be a very, very quick review if this thing doesn't wash its face long term. Paul, you, you've obviously tracked the kind of the, the broadcasting history of the GA as well as any history of the GA. How do, how do you see this, this pan out? Because obviously the GA, like most sporting organisations, you know, our closest cousins over the water, uh, obviously we're very suspicious of television and the impact it would have on Gates and still are to the point where there's a blackout of 3pm kickoffs on, on television in Britain. Um, but in Ireland as well, obviously the GA, there was the matches weren't televised and very slowly, you know, one match a year, two match a year were televised. And, and like anything, though, it, the drip becomes a flood. And now we have more GA on television than we've ever had. Um, and now, as you mentioned, there's this new technology streaming, which is very interesting. And I wonder, are we going from kind of the high production? Are we going into a new age now where we've gone past kind of our high production is one side of it. And that's, you know, people like that. They like their pundits, they like their promos, uh, they like their analysis. But then also, if it means they get to see a game, they're quite happy with the GA goal model, as we've seen with the clubs, like people, I want to watch that club, that county final. I can't go to it. I'm happy to pay a tenner and get a medium quality stream uh, bias commentator and uh, no analysis, but that's fine because I'm getting to watch the game. Do you think that actually we could be getting kind of a two tier media kind of market here now where there's your your ones with the added on value that Rory produces in RD and then the streaming one, which is different, but still people will value it because it's better than not seeing the game. So um, I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll first of all slightly disagree, which I watched a lot of club finals and club games um, that were broadcast around the country over the last couple of years 
and and I think the commentators were good actually in a lot of places and I do think there was analysis wrapped around it sometimes with a co-com but also with a, a studio I know say for example I know the guys who ran it Nofley and they 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 put in they put in some 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 good stuff there I I accept that it's not the high-end HD stuff that you would see through through RT or Sky but it was it was perfectly perfectly professional perfectly acceptable um that's the first point to make the second point is in in relation to to what's key to this here it's the ability to see games yeah that's what people who are going to buy these games want to see they want to see the games here so for example if you look at the nba so the nba have have an nba app which you can buy for about 200 euros a year pass, more or less 208 euros, I think, for years pass. And for that pass, you can see any game played anywhere in the NBA on any night. And but they're selling their rights, they're selling their rights to cable network as well, obviously, on top of that, Paul. Of, of they? course they are. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. they've they've cable rights, but the point of it is that in 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 a lot of those, in a lot of those broadcasts. When the ball isn't in play, and in American sports, the ball isn't in play an awful lot. Yeah. There's a lot of breaks. There is just music and a holding card or a camera there just filming the area and nothing on. It just sits there and it's fine. Now, you can either choose to look at that and listen to it, or you can be doing something else between the plays as, yeah, it, yeah. as it's going on. And I, I without, without wanting to insult anyone who stands on the sideline and offers analysis or anybody who does pre or post match i enjoy that but what i enjoy most of all is the games and i think people will be will willingly accept and i know as someone who's who's from a division three county whose games will not be shown live on television next year unless they reach talchin semis and finals if someone wants to show awfully v longford in the National Football League, and I know there's people all over the country getting excited at that prospect. <laughs> in the National Football League, with just two cameras or one camera showing the stream with a commentator or even with no commentator, I would gladly watch that mm. because I want to see Offaly play football. And I don't think I'm I don't think I'm unique in that. I no. think I think though one one point though that I think is worth making, and I'm obviously going to beat the. Uh, Parochial drum. I think it's a brilliant deal for RTE. I think it's a really good indictment of what's, you know, what, what RTE can bring to the table and have done for 40, 40, 50 years of broadcasting. There are obvious frustrations over the last number of years in relation to the proliferation of games and how they have been covered and the straitjacket that some of us have found ourselves in as a result. But I think that straitjacket's been loosened with some of the big positive aspects that have come out of this in terms of a second highlights show a possibility and when that will happen. Obviously, that's in mm. up for discussion and that will come in due course. I think the digital rights from your point of view, Mikey, is massive absolutely huge really big positive um because i know you were pretty hamstrung in terms of the last deal and i think one aspect that often gets forgotten in all of this is how important radio radio is like the job that rt radio do and i don't look i don't work in radio but like i do drive in the car a lot on saturdays and sundays because you would be up and down the country going to matches the job radio does and bouncing around reporters commentators at every venue every ground it's just incredible and i think it's 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 a huge huge boost for them and a huge indictment of everything but 
they've been doing well over the last five years to get that contract once again. And um, I think people shouldn't underestimate that. I mean, it's a massive listenership. Think of all the people traveling around their cars at the weekend, especially in the summertime. And I think it's a, it's a really good service. And that's, a, that's a often a forgotten part of all of this. Okay. Well, we need to finish up now, but I don't want the last word to be Rory's self-serving word for Yeah, exactly. For, for yeah, please, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so, Paul, <laughs> d- d- Paul do, you, do you foresee in five years' time another broadcaster coming back in, or do you think that the GA look into your crystal ball? I know the past is your speciality, but in the future, do you think the GA will get a handle on this streaming thing and it, this could be the start of the GA, you know, you know, uh, on the road to the kind of b- that NBA model that you described for us? I, I I would look at it slightly. I would look at it in a slightly different way if I could. The we're we're at the beginning of um, a broader social change being driven by the internet and by internet-based technologies and by the web in terms of human behaviors of all aspects of it, whether that's broadcasting or anything else. Change is happening in every aspect in every area of of life. However. It is still a constant and it has been a constant since the 1960s in Ireland, since the arrival of television of big sporting events being central to live television and being important to it. Even if they're working huge numbers at the beginning, there are still key moments that are there for all that. There's been a revolution in streaming for all that things have changed uh, for all that people talked about the decline of various things. It is a basic fact that I think the broadcast on free-to-air television of major sports is a proven winner at this stage, and I don't see that changing for the key ones. I think what's going to happen all around, so whether that is RTE or whether that is somebody else can be decided in the next deal, and I would say that that's partly, partly will depend on the quality of the service that RTE provide. And I think if I was in RTE, I would be confident that I could provide a service that will be of the highest quality and or at least it should be, it's public service broadcasting and RTE is some brilliant people working from it, working for it, who should be well able to do that. Will that deal, will those rights be spliced off also with Virgin Media or with some other supplier, uh, some other supplier? Well, of course, there's an absolutely a prospect of that. But the big future is going to revolve around what happens in broad-based technologies. And it's very difficult to see how exactly that will be shaped, who will use that technology, how it will be sold, but everything is heading that direction. And to imagine otherwise seems to me to be something that will happen unless unless a new technological change emerges to undercut that, as telly did to radio. Okay. Um, interesting times ahead. I Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you, Rory. Uh, just, just to reiterate the... Uh, the, the All-Stars will be on television tomorrow night and they'll also be streamed on the RTE player because, you know, we're getting there. Um, so, um, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Rory. And we will chat to you all next week. Thank you very much. Position crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road and that's not going to be taken away from us. But what I love in Hurling, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar.